0: Warmest welcome to you for this 101st minus 38 nine cents horrific holiday special featuring narration by Reverend Kevin I. Slaughter of Underworld Amusements.
1: Expect nightmares to seal your
0: soul. And special
2: guest Michael Anthony Mitchell of Pun Hell. When I heard they gave the baby gold. I was to be Frank-in-sense! <laughs> Darren Beaside of Agent Provocateur. I slipped a digit,
0: but only as a finishing touch. A Dan but... Arden of Militant And And do you guys
2: think he has a twin? I a junk shake <laughs> Jesse of I Dream of Jesse.
3: Two girls, three guys? Who knew our holes would go so unused?
2: Aaron
0: Kasseval of Down to the Crossroads.
3: Are those tears?
4: <laughs> Josh Trash Lada of Lada Land. I am
5: called
0: Cartoonist. This is called for us. <laughs> and music by Jeremiah Crow of Jeremiah Crow's Insufferable One Man Show. They know that is born. One hell of a Christmas with music from their recently remastered album. Horrific holiday music for the jaded masses, volume one. Oh, oh, Sermo three with selections from Easy Listening for the Great Old Ones, part one. And your host. Reverend Adam, if Jesus knew he was coming, he would have jumped off the cross and lived a full life out of protest. He Campbell! thank you, Adam. I really appreciate it. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us. I am absolutely pleased to be here bringing this new Nine Cents horrific holiday special to you. It is a special year. Certainly this time of year is special. So how about we just start the show proper? Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Reverend Kevin I. Slaughter.
1: The pure snowflake falls from the blackest sky. Descending to the infernal earth, the wind heralding its fall from grace. Children have been beaten mercilessly by Krampus, and there is rumor that he has been sighted near you. <laughs> Let us retreat into the safe confines of this crypt, hidden in the acres of trees, cloaked in the sickly sweet embrace of the deepest night, and join, already in progress and with much anticipation, the wickedest of celebrations. Its beginning just three years ago is still shrouded in mystery, created by those whose names must not be spoken. The blackest hearts indulging in the blackest... Oh, come on. Who wrote this? Ah. Uh, Welcome to the Nine Cent Terrific Holiday Special with an extra dollop of pretentiousness, apparently. Ah!
6: This is Church of Satan, Reverend Bill M. of The Devil's Mischief on Radio Free Satan, wishing all of you Nine cents listeners a happy and indulgent winter solstice.
0: Fast away the old year passes, Fala la 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 la. Hail the new, ye lads and lasses, Fala la 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 la. Sing we joyous all together, Fala la 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 la. Heedless Adam. of the wind and hey, weather, Fala la 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 la. Oh, I've got to hear that again. Deck the halls with boughs of holly, fa la, la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 la, la. Don we now our gay apparel. Fa la la
5: la 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 la, Troll
0: the ancient jewel carol la la
5: were positive in eighteen eighty one huh- when the
3: song was first published with lyrics. Adam, let me in. What?
0: Jesse, Jesse, it is so great to see you. Thank you so much for stopping you on this very special holiday.
3: Oh, God, what have you been eating? Your breath smells like sardines and eggnog, and not in a good way.
0: <laughs> Stop. I was eating.
3: Yeah, I know, sardines and eggnog. So, what <laughs> right about the gaze? Gaze? In the song. The song you were just singing. The song you were just singing while ignoring me, knocking at the door, leaving me out in the cold. Deck the Halls. Don we now, our gay apparel. Gay! Weren't the gays closeted when it was written?
0: I have no idea when it was written.
3: 1881. What? Are you drunk? 1881 was when Deck the Halls was first published in the Franklin Square Song Catalog. You know
0: an awfully lot about carols.
3: Eh, it's a fashion. So weren't they in the closet?
0: Like, I'm starting to feel drunk. Why is this? I, I don't know. Why does it matter?
3: Because, Adam, if they were socially closeted and they were calling out a subculture centuries before they were accepted, even by today's bigoted standards... It means happy. What?
0: Gay. It means happy. It, it did in 1881. It it's it's means happy. Don, we now are gay apparel.
3: Oh. <laughs> Happy Apollo
0: for the Holidays. So, what's the book you got there?
3: Oh, right. Um, yeah, I came over to share this wonderful holiday classic with you. It's called How the Grinch Tried to Steal Christmas. <laughs> Every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not.
0: Why, for 53 years I've put up with it now. I must stop Christmas from coming. But how?
3: Then he got an idea. An awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea.
0: All I need is a reindeer.
3: The Grinch looked around, but since reindeer are scarce, there were none to be found. Did that stop the Grinch? Ha! The Grinch simply said,
2: If I
0: can't find a reindeer, I'll make one instead.
3: So he took his dog Max, and he took some black thread, and he tied a big horn to the top of his head. Then he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh, and he whistled for Max. Then the Grinch said, Giddy up! And the sleigh started down, toward the homes where the Hoos lay a snooze in their town. All their windows were dark, no one knew he was there, when he came to the first little house on the square.
0: This is stop number one.
3: The old Grinchy Claws hissed as he climbed to the roof, empty bags in his fist. Then he slid down the chimney, a rather tight pinch, but if Santa could do it, then so could the Grinch. Then he slunk to the icebox, he took the Who's feast, he took the Who's pudding, he took the roast beast! Then he stuffed all the food up to the chimney with glee. Now, grinned the Grinch, I will stuff up the tree! As the Grinch took the tree, as he started to shove, he heard the small sound, like a coo of a dove. He turned around fast and he saw a small who, little Cindy Lou Who, who was no more than two. She stared at the Grinch and said, Santa Claus, why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why?
0: My sweet little tot.
3: The fake Santa Claus lied.
0: There's a light on this tree. It, It won't light on one side. So I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. I'll fix it up there, then I'll bring it back here.
3: But, Santa, she said, a tear in her eye, my Bible suggests that your claim is a lie.
0: Oh, come now, my girl, the Bible, you say? That's about a messiah, not a reindeer or sleigh.
3: Not that one, she fumed. The one by LaVey. And the Grinch merely stood there, stock still in dismay. It says good makes me happy, so good is each gift that was under this same tree you're trying to lift. Getting hold of himself, the Grinch, he replied,
0: LeVay was a Connie, and besides this, he's died.
3: It's my tree, she cried and stamped on her foot. It's my tree, he heard through an earful of soot. Then she grabbed at his sack, yanking it free, scattering gifts willy-nilly about the tree. My gifts, she screamed, snatching a box marked to Dad. I picked this one special to make Papa glad.
0: My child, a gift given is no longer one's own. You rejoiced in the giving. Now leave it alone.
3: The Grinch snatched the gift back, then muffled her hair.
0: Every gift finds a home. Let your heart not despair. I serve our Savior Jesus, not a carny or his vice. I'll give these gifts to those he says are nice.
3: And then the old Grinch, too clever by far, got down on one knee with the girl in his arms.
0: Now tell me, my dear, what is it you want? Should these gifts go to brother, papa, or aunt? Or should this gift go to a child needing it most? One without family or presents or beast for a roast?
3: And then the true meaning of Christmas came through, and Cindy Lou found the strength of ten who's plus two. Pushing the Grinch down, she snatched back the gift. She snatched back the tree and the presents from his sack. She took everything back, including the food. Then she faced the old Grinch, fearing not to be rude, and said, Get out, you thief! These things bring us cheer, but only when given to those we hold dear. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say, that the Grinch's own guilt returned threefold that day.
0: Maybe Christmas,
3: he thought.
0: Only comes from a store, because earned wealth spent on loved ones means
2: a little bit
3: more. This is the
0: Reverend Raul Antony from RadioFreeSatan.com and the Chaos Dated Podcast, wishing you a festive yuletide and prosperous 2014.
2: Squeezing into a sleigh stuffed with billions of gifts makes Santa Claus trophobic. There was a fourth wise man at the nativity who said, When I heard they gave the baby gold, I was, to be frank, incensed. The very first Christmas and it's already to commercial. <laughs> a supervisor at a holiday decorations factory asked a worker, is that supposed to be a finished plastic icicle? The worker said, no, it's just a testicle. <laughs> A woman had her car illegally parked on Christmas Day. When a tow truck arrived, she tried to charm her way out of it. But the driver warned her, even if you try to bribe us with a kiss, please understand Miss Wheel Toe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The holidays are a time for kindred. (laughs) (laughs) One Christmas Eve, a woman on an airplane was trying to console the man sitting next to her. It so happened that he came from a family of famous but very abusive chefs. When she asked why in the world he was visiting, he sobbed, I only go home for the Holland days. (laughs) At his bar mitzvah, Jesus was a total demigodzilla. He yelled at one of the entertainers, Hey Noel! Noel! No response. Noel! Noel! The performer reluctantly looked at the teen Christ who shouted, Bored is the King of Israel! <laughs> a man shopping for presents at the mall saw in the distance two of his friends with a woman he didn't know and shouted to them, Mary, Chris, Miss! Holiday seasons hurt the most when they hit those family yules.
5: Seasons greetings to my fellow heretics and heathens, this is Gyps Fulvus checking in with fun and festive delight, wishing you all one hell of a Christmas, a sinister solstice, a lustful Saturnalia, an indulgent Yuletide, and of course,
1: a happy new year with a happy ending. Spending the holiday with those you love is only trumped by spending it with those you respect. We now return to the extravagantly evil conclusion of the nine cents five way. (sniffs) Oh, I just threw up in my mouth.
0: (laughs) So that happened.
6: That was.
0: Who said Darren could play the whole time? Jinx look like they're always at the end.
4: I never felt bottom my guitar like that. Whose shirt is this? That's mine. I think I may be bleeding. Hmm. Two girls, three guys? Who knew our holes would go
3: so unused? Who thought of using the pinky over and over again? Was it a good idea?
0: It depends on whether you're talking about an actual pinky or... Got a black lace bra over here. Mine. I slipped a digit, but only as a finishing touch. I think someone slipped it on me. Whose skirt? That was the least of it, Adam.
3: It's my skirt. Hey, I saw you took it like a champ. Are those tears,
4: pussy? Jesse, here's your red panties. Um, those aren't mine. What? So whose are they? Boys?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't wear any underwear. Uh, those are mine, and no, I'm not crying. <sighs> hey, Dean, is this supposed to burn?
2: Let's see. I should have made the room episode up.
0: Can I just say, Jesse.
4: Wow, Jesse. No, seriously, wow. I've seen some crazy Cirque shit, but that was...
0: Yeah, was anyone recording that? I
4: wish. Where is Adam? <laughs> He's in the corner! In the fetal position!
3: <laughs> he was there emotionally from the beginning. Hey, way to mail it in! Hey, Adeen. I, I mean Aden. I mean... I didn't. Whatever the fuck you call yourself. You step on my hair one more time. You're gonna get a stiletto heel to the balls, buddy.
0: Hey, it was my bitch ten minutes ago. And do you guys think he has a cold? I didn't see his junk shapeshift. shift And Jesse, stand still so I can step on the hair real quick.
4: I didn't see his junk at all.
3: Slip him another digit. Debs. Ooh, No thanks.
0: alright. Since women are built to begin. No, no, look, look. I, I forget how this got started or, or whose idea it was, but can we all agree never- should you speak of this again? No. Uh, I already posted it in the Facebook group. Does texting the hierarchy with
6: photos count as
0: speaking?
3: Mm, okay.
0: Seriously, there were some really amazing moments like the bottleneck guitar thing, Darren, damn. And Nadine, you really can't take it. Uh, Jesse and Aaron, that was a fucking dream of mine. Uh, you did not disappoint, though the deuce requested catch me off guard.
3: It was the sex fart that caught me off guard. I heard that. It sounded
0: juicy. Must have been AD. Well, excuse me, Darren. You can't always control it. Hey, the smell passed, and I was otherwise focused on the girls.
3: We were pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought he would win the scissor contest.
0: do <laughs> doesn't count when you're 10 feet in the air. Seriously, guys, I don't want this affecting the podcast. I want things to stay normal. There was nothing normal about your brown eye.
3: Why did you insist everyone see it?
2: Yeah, you should really go get that checked out.
3: It wasn't so bad.
0: Please, can we agree to never speak of this again?
3: You mean besides this recording? Um, Uh. Guy, uh. Aaron, what, what was Josh doing in the room just now? I mean, he didn't sketch this for an avatar, did he? <laughs>
5: that was your worst idea ever. What
3: does this have to do with the holidays anyway? Happy holidays. Fuck's sake.
1: This is Les Hernandez from the Quintessentials wishing you a sinister solstice, and you're listening to Nine Cents with Reverend Adam Campbell. we have lost our supper laughed that's hopeful and truly enjoyed our time together but a time for love is done and the time for fright has begun here we are in the haunted
0: backwoods of the pennsylvania dutch home of the award-winning appalachian green bean casseroles shoe fly pie and plenty of hand bone hicks to meet The insufferable
6: one, himself. Go away Ralph, I'm sick and tired of your 40-year-old twice distilled rotgut moonshine after shave (laughs) lotion. No, it's me Adam, I got your message via Turkey Vulture,
0: can you not point that double-barreled walnut stock Remington shotgun? No compass in this stock, huh, Uh, in my face?
6: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, R- Ralph's been bugging me about shrunken heads, moo-moos, and his papa's after-do-hickey lotion.
0: The is after do You know what? I'm, I'm leaving it alone. So, can I come
6: in? Uh, okay, Barnabas, if you need the formal invitation. Hey, I got this great tune that would jumpstart your old creaking bones, that will warm any blackened heart and send chills of joy through the Yuletide season.
0: That sounds amazing. Look, after the trip I had, I need a little pick-me-up. I don't suppose you had any of that moonshine
6: lotion left over, do you? Yeah, just want to just pull up a chair and open up your ear holes. This song will make up for that long journey.
5: children in his bag The foot cries Give him much joy As he disappears into the night La la la
0: I mean wow. That was fucking amazing. Though not as pick me up as expected. I think this is gonna be a highly staple tune in my family for generations to come. Thank you so much for sharing it. And hey, I would actually love to hear that again with a little moonshine in my mason jar.
6: Fine. Uh one more time. Just don't make me late for the winter sheep frolic. <laughs>
0: right. Uh okay. Hey, Are you ever releasing that on an album?
6: Uh, You know, for starters, I'll be releasing it on my Jeremiah Crows Insufferable One Man Show Facebook page on December 23rd, if you dare.
0: Fantastic. I'll post the link in the show notes. Thank you again. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to run. I've actually heard about your Appalachian Skunk Ape. already comes out this time of night. I want to kind of avoid that if I can.
6: Oh, and he likes them molars. I hear he's building a grill out of human teeth. Holy shit.
2: Hello. This is Michael Anthony, the sadist behind Pun Hell, wishing you a holiday season full of mirth and nine cents. <laughs> Ho, 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 ho.
0: Josh, what? (laughs) It's good to see you. What are you doing with my... You think you can walk all over me? Walk, oh, no, I I don't understand. Does Aaron know you're here? You'd like that, wouldn't you? Do you
5: think I haven't been listening to your trite little shitcast? Do you think I haven't...
0: Why do you have a gun?
5: Noticed you fawning over Aaron every tiny
0: episode? Josh, you need to calm down.
5: I am calm! I'm a cartoonist. This is calm for us. I suppose you wouldn't have known that, would you? Graphic designer. The poor man's artist.
0: What is this about? Have you been drinking? Did you red eye over here? What is this about? What could this be
5: about? You try to steal my life? My fiance? She is not my Christmas present to you.
0: I'm married. I, I, I have children. Th- think about what you're doing. I, I'm not trying to steal your girl! Fiance! Fiance, fine. I'm not trying to steal her.
5: Then why? Why, baby? It's cold outside. Why that song? Were you trying to use your little, uh, you know, devil horn or what have you to seduce her, you want her. Admit it! I- I knew it. But you know what? I think I do have a present for you. It's, it's okay. You don't have to. Oh, but I do. Do you see the glove on the desk?
0: Put them on. But the, they're, they're women's gloves. I don't think they'll- DO IT! Josh, please. <laughs> please don't kill me. You, you have a beautiful girlfriend, the fiance. I, I like to flirt, but that's, that's all it ever was, I swear. Now sing. Please, Josh. This
5: is- SING!
0: Really can't stay. Baby,
5: it's cold outside.
0: Okay. I've
5: got but to baby, go away. It's cold outside. This evening, hoping <laughs> that <of> you <laughs> drop in. Oh, Somewhere hold your hands—they're just like ice. My mother will start to work. Beautiful, your cure. honey My mother will be facing the board. Listen to the fire, pleasure room. Beautiful, please don't hurt me. Maybe just a put some records route. on while I pour. Neighbors might think it's bad out there. Say what's in this There has to be hat out there. I wish I knew I I'd like starlight now. Save the spell. I'll take your hat, and your hair, looks
6: swell. I ought to
0: say no no but no if sir. At least
5: I'm gonna say that I trust pretty my pride. I really can't stand hold down. Baby, it's good. Outside, I simply must tell you it's cold outside. The answer is oh, baby no. it's cold outside. The welcome is lucky that you dropped So in. nice and warm. Look at the window at the store. My sister will. Gosh, the nice. delicious. My brother will be there at the dawn on a tropical shore. My maiden thoughts of mine. Gosh, delicious. A are delicious. Maybe it's just a cigarette mug. Never such a bizarre form. I've got to go home. He's out there.
0: So lend me a comb. Up to
5: your knees out there. You've really been they grand. Touch my hand. But don't you see? How can you do this to? Talk to me. I want. there's going to be plenty of pneumonia. I really can't stand it. Oh, Maybe it's cold outside. You know, I think that was beautiful.
0: It was nice.
5: I. The gun. It wasn't
6: loaded. I know. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, everyone. This is Witch Marilyn Mansfield. And this is Warlock Zotha Mog. And we are from Old Nick Magazine. We'd like to wish you all a hellish holiday and a hedonistic new year. Don't forget to tune in to Old Nick's Peep Show right here on Nine Cents. Hail
4: Satan. And now we'd like to present a very special holiday edition of Creature
5: Feature. Ho 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 ho!
3: Just call me a
0: hoe. done. Alright, so what do we have this very special episode? I think we're gonna have holiday movies, our favorite holiday movies. <laughs> and who better to join me than Nine Cents' own Erin from down to the crossroads? How are you, my dear?
4: Woo! I am so excited. <laughs> I love your woo! I'm woo. <laughs> so,
0: so excited. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, you know we've had a little bit of time to think about this, uh-huh. and I'm pretty uh, excited to give mine. But you start. You lady. start. No, and you go first. Go fir- no, 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 I want ladies to go first. No! you, know, I you really don't. I hate it when go first? you do that. Oh, I'll right, go first, no, go. I'm going can... first. I'm going first. I'll put on my wife's bra, I'll go first. <laughs> so I'm a lady.
4: No. Okay, so the movie I picked was Eyes Wide Shut. Are you kidding me? Yeah, why is what that yours? What are chances we picked the same movie? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Oh good, you're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I totally believed you for just a very minute second. <laughs> Eyes wide shut. I did not see that coming. Have you ever seen the movie? I love the movie. Oh, good. Then you know it has a very Christmas atmosphere to it. It does. It definitely qualifies as probably my favorite Christmas movie. Now I had to rewatch it. You know, fairly recently for it to become one of my favorite holiday movies. But it definitely has. There's so much. Like
0: it the first time, or did it just not have the impact?
4: I. Both. I don't think I liked it the first time I saw it because, uh, let's see, it came out in 99, so I was, you know, I don't know, a teenager-ish. And uh, it didn't mean much to me at the time. And uh, so so I didn't watch it again for a really long time. And then when I finally did, I realized that it's probably one of Kubrick's best movies.
0: I totally dig that fucking movie, and everyone I've ever talked to really hates it. Oh, really? <laughs> so weird. Yeah.
4: A lot of people do, and I can I mean, they can make, I've heard very good arguments as to why that movie why some people don't like that movie, and you know, they're perfectly entitled to their opinion about it, but I think Fuck they're... Him, no they're not. I mean, I think if if you don't watch this movie you're kind of missing out. It's very, it's I don't know, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's an important movie, but it's a great movie, and it stands up next to all of his Any of his movies, even his best, you know, Full Metal Jacket or whatever you might consider his best movie. But I think it's terrific.
0: What about it do you like the most? I mean, what is it that draws you to it?
4: Oh, well, probably the ambiance. You know, the whole, the fact that he'd used almost entirely used practical lighting. Like, so that's why it's so heavy on the Christmas lights is because he was using that as actual lighting. He wasn't just, it wasn't, there were... There were some other light sources, but for the most part, he tried to stick with just, um, you know, practical lighting. And so there's so many Christmas trees. There's so many Christmas lights. And I I think that's probably what I like most about it, maybe. It's just, it's a good movie. There's some rough spots. And I think Nicole Kidman is a huge speed bump (laughs) in this movie. (laughs) I think she's a beautiful woman, but she is just not good at acting. And it's clear that she has never smoked pot in her life and uh, (laughs) i think that maybe what bothers me the most about this movie is her trying doing that that whole scene where she was you know smoking weed and then like divulging these deep dark secrets of hers and like and being really confrontational and and mean and hostile it was like have you ever smoked weed i don't (laughs) that is not how people act for the most part but i mean that can't be entirely be her fault either like she you know, the director let her do that and then, you know, put it in the final edit. So he must have kind of signed off on that. But anyway,
0: I yeah. think there had to be a little bit of that aggression there, though, in order to carry the animosity with Tom Cruise's oh. character.
4: Oh, I mean, for sure, that had to be there. But the fact that they were smoking weed right before that, and that's what sort of precipitated this conversation and then the argument that followed. Um,
0: Are you telling me marijuana is not a truth serum?
4: <laughs> it's definitely not like a uh, like it's not PCP like she she acted like she was smoking PCP she was all just like oh really like well guess what I like to fuck naval officers and she started <laughs> saying the word fuck and it's just like yeah. I've never heard coming from Nicole Kidman's lips it is just like it's even more profane than people I mean I love the word fuck <laughs> I say it all the time but when it comes out of her mouth it's just this awful mess you know just so anywho Nicole Kidman is not my favorite, but obviously obviously. just in this movie, maybe all of them. I don't know. I don't watch, but, but yeah, I think that the part of the reason this movie suffered so much was because Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman were this married, you know, they were married at the time and it was sort of people went there kind of, I think probably expecting to see like just them, like it's this like last tango in Paris kind of just movie about sex. And when it wasn't that, I think that's why it gets sort of a bad rap.
0: Yeah it it did have uh, like really truly amazing sequences uh in the movie itself that seemingly are completely removed from the main storyline and that's really what i loved about that film personally is that mm. you had you know obviously this this main storyline which was really interesting and it sort of struck a chord with the occult lover inside right. me oh definitely and, and that's later on obviously in the in the story but but then there's like these sort of just side sequences like <laughs> Like the, the costume store owner's daughter. Yeah. That's just seemingly had nothing to do with anything, but it, it just sort of added a layer of of life to the the world the movie was taking place in, and added to that sort of seedy underbelly that you would later in the movie you know, be revealed wholeheartedly, you know, sort of like pulled the rug out from under you like, whoa, this shit is happening. <laughs>
4: yeah. 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 It's very dreamlike the whole movie. And it's actually uh, based on a book that was called the dream story. I think in German, I, for, I don't know what the German word is, but it's a, it, so it was called like dream story in the original language that the novella was. And wow. yeah, it, it's a very dreamlike movie. You know, it's, it's sort of, you move through it. And I don't, I might disagree that those offshoot stories aren't, Integral. You know, I, I I get what you're saying. They do seem out of place, but I think it's all sort of moving toward that final, I mean, that final sort of crescendo at the end, you know, where you're just like, but in fact, it doesn't really end on a crescendo. Now that I think about it, it sort of ends, just sort of peters out and they yeah. both kind of agree to forget sort of the last few. 24 hours or so, you know, just move on and which is fine. It's a satisfying ending. And, you know, people will sometimes say that like, Oh, this was, you know, cause this is Kubrick's last movie. And of course he, um, thing is he died like four days after showing giving the final cut to warner brothers so he died almost immediately after this definitely um but people sometimes i've heard it described as his unfinished masterpiece but he finished it it you know he went all the way through it was like a he's they're actually in the guinness book of world records for having the longest um constant movie shoot (laughs) because really yeah they they were for 400 days on this movie (laughs) which is huge and and with no major breaks you know i mean they broke for weekends or you know whatever it is but they didn't that was 400 straight days basically so you know uh yeah and he but he did finish it he you know it was all the way uh, it was all his so people who try to sort of dismiss it as not you know oh it's a bad movie because he had he didn't have final edit or whatever but in fact he did and it was fine but that sort of that the fact that he died really soon after turning it into the studio uh, that also goes to like all of these conspiracy theories that are uh, sort of centered around this movie, which is really fascinating to me. Like there's a whole lot of symbolism in the movie that's undeniable, but you, you can look it up. There's like conspiracy theorists who, who think that this movie, you know, that Kubrick was killed because he made this movie because it has to do with the Illuminati or yeah, like he, end, yeah, he
0: divulged secrets or something
4: yeah like he just he he showed too much <laughs> he, he pulled back the curtain too much and people i mean oh it's like most conspiracy theories it's just sort of like wow like you really believe that stuff but i mean there <laughs> there's very compelling evidence and you know i'm not a um conspiracy theorist by any stretch of the imagination but I, I am very fascinated by people who believe in that sort of thing because they have these just crazy wild imaginations and you're just like, oh my God, tell me more about your crazy fucking theory. But then you just get mad at them because they're <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't know about, I'm going to have to look up those theories because I'm a huge fan of conspiracy theories, oh, yeah. but I don't really buy into any of them. Mm-hmm. But I still love hearing about them. And, these, and these, I, you know, like watching a good movie, you like to lose yourself for a moment in what ifs.
4: I, oh, I was so into that stuff when I was a kid.
6: Oh, yeah.
4: Uh, but there's, a, I think it's called like the hidden or hidden and not so hidden history of, I mean, you can Google it and find all these great conspiracy theories. Well, I'm watching that again tonight. Good.
0: You totally should. That's, that's awesome. Awesome. I, and I didn't even think of it as a holiday show. Mm-hmm. Like, even though it is, <laughs> like it starts at a holiday party
4: it's all Christmas and it takes, but you know, what's crazy though. And um, one of the things that I was talking about, one of the reasons I like it so much is the ambiance and the feel of it, but it's, and it's funny because I, you know, I'm enamored of New York city. I have been since I was like five years old, just in love with that city for some crazy reason. But so watching the movie, it takes place at Christmas in New York You know, it was good. There's nothing more fantastic, you know, to a girl yeah. like me who just grew up loving this city and the, seeing it in the movie. So lovingly and gorgeously rendered. And then to read that, that it was all filmed on a set in London. <laughs> and it was sort of like a betrayal. I was like, but I was so in love. It. <laughs> it didn't, you know, it Was none of it was shot on, on, um, um, not what's the word on location in New York City? It was all shot on a set in London, and you're that was heartbreaking to find out.
0: Bummer, I didn't know yeah, it's <laughs> I, all I didn't really a, think about it either, but total ruse. Damn it, <laughs> no, well, that's cool. But I don't you, think I saw one Santa Claus in there.
4: No, there's no Santa that I recall. That's a good point, but hmm. um. You know, I I like to think of the movie as sort of the anti Christmas Christmas movie because it sort of flies in the face of all the other Christmas movies that have this really sort of vague moral morality to them that, um, (laughs) that. it is is totally unrealistic, you know, and totally crazy. Like, just oh, Christmas is the time where we forgive all debts and no one has to pay back the money they owe, and everyone gets free shit, and you know, life is great and Merry Christmas. And this movie is more like everything is <laughs> kind of terrible. The best we can do is come to some awful compromise, like in the middle of Macy's, you know, or at FAO Schwartz. Just this horrible married couple who just agree to sort of live this misery together. <laughs>
0: So romantic.
2: The way it, you it. romantic. <laughs> <laughs> it has a
0: it has a really fantastic music. I
4: love the oh entire yeah, film
0: score. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, really great ritual music too. I, I oh mean, yeah. But also, just you know, if you're just sitting around after dinner with a glass of wine with the wife, and you want to dance, that's a great soundtrack to put in.
4: It's really cool. Yeah, that 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 music that plays during the like sex magic ritual. Yeah. It's a sort. It's like um, the woman who did the music. It's original music, but it's a sort of um, like Orthodox, like a Romanian Orthodox liturgy that's played backwards.
6: <laughs> oh wow!
0: Uh.
4: And that's what creates that crazy sort of chanting, which was just so cool
0: so good it <laughs> yep. was so good and there's I mean just like you were saying you know that that city life
6: yeah that
0: the, I'd say the first half of the movie you sort of get lost in I I think I really love that show because I resonate a lot with um, the Tom Cruise character when he's in that moment of sort of divulging this or, or solving this mystery and then sort of losing his morality through in the process yeah like i i connect a little too much with that idea and i i find myself really seeing myself in that position at times certainly when i was younger yeah maybe that's why i, I did that show so much but god damn I, I gotta watch that again that was a really good fucking show too yeah it's good <laughs> wow, mine's gonna suck in comparison
4: <laughs> hey so what's your sucky movie adam <sighs>
0: Okay, well, you guys may have guessed by now, but it's Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. <laughs> just kidding.
4: That would have been so Christmassy.
0: No, mine is actually more traditional holiday, like, you know, Christmassy holiday. And it's actually really cheesy, but I have some solid reasons behind it. Because I see the movie differently than I think the majority of people who watch it do. Um, or at least the way you're told you should see it. So mine is the 1947 version of Miracle on 34th Street so this is a annual thing of mine I I love this show Um, probably not for the reasons that the majority of people love it but I see a lot of parallels with the way I see the world in it so obviously on its face the first thing I connect with is the idea of anti-commercialism and though the movie does it through a commercial expression (laughs) and it's really just for the bigger buck uh, I just like the idea of of not doing things for a commercial reason and doing it for your own reasons. Obviously, the movie takes it in a much more moral direction, but for me, I just latch onto that um, that thought. But then there's this really fantastic underlayer. Okay, so for anyone who hasn't seen Miracle on 34th Street, it is essentially a Santa Claus movie. So, um, it's this very atheistic, practical, uh, common sense headed woman who runs Macy's marketing department and sets up the parade and then this Santa Claus comes in and she hires him and I'm not going to go into the whole big fucking story, but basically it's her and her daughter living this very practical way and sort of getting mixed in with the fantasy of the holiday and with Santa and and all that. So it's it's a family show. Uh, if you like those holiday family shows, go see it. This is why I liked it. Because there's this underlying Com- compare and contrast of the hard atheist versus the way I see an atheist or a Satanist. I really like this because, and, and this is personified in my opinion primarily between the the mother, which is sort of the you know, the, the child, the little girl is kind of the heroine of this story, but the mother and then the mother's neighbor who's trying to get with the mom. There's sort of the <laughs> contrasting personalities in this where the neighbor who's trying to get with the mom, this man, uh, really dapper gent, is trying to win his way into the woman's panties through her daughter, you know, being nice to the kid and showing the kid a good time and, you know, trying to be the good, you know, neighborly man. That's uh, disgusting. With, well, you make it sound <laughs> disgusting when you say stuff like that. But, you know, he's just, he's trying to be nice to the kid so that the mom likes him for it. Um, but he sees the world very much as this, maybe not serious, but full of fantasy and and rather than rather than looking at life through a hard reality lens he takes it as in well maybe we don't understand everything maybe we can have fun with what we don't know as absolute facts and that's the way i think a lot of satanists or at least i as an atheist see the world in that i know that there are hard scientific facts that back up ideas that found the sort of ground reality for mankind but there's also a lot of things that are unknown and and those unknowns spark interesting ideas and uh, possibilities and that's fun to me I love that and so this idea in the story to center it around that of is there a Santa Claus is a fun idea and the idea of, of Fairy tales and thinking that there is a Jack in the Beanstalk and you know these ideas that as children we took as truths like well this did happen you know there there there's a fucking Santa and that's just the way it is (laughs) like he comes in my house I how can you not believe that it's true and then as adults we sort of lose that magic side of it well this this man is trying to keep that magic alive and as a Satanist I live my life trying to keep magic alive I mean I you know obviously exercise as satan's see magic but the you know the unknowns what i was talking about before i keep that as magic in my mind and so i connected it with that where she's this hardcore atheist like it is not fact it cannot possibly be fact because it doesn't make match my worldview, and it's not common Mm -hmm. sense and and this is also you know one of the hard reasons why i really don't like atheists because Mm -hmm. traditionally atheists don't Give in to possibility. They pretend like they have this absolutist view of the universe, when there's so much we don't fucking know about anything. Um, and so, I love the show for that. You know, the fantasy, the drama in life, and not knowing everything. And then to to remove it from that, there's this Santa character, mm-hmm. who throughout the whole show until the very end, and even then, it doesn't absolutely state that he's Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. But it's he says he is, but there's no there's no evidence brought forth about it. You know, it's still always shrouded in mystery what-ifs and stuff like that. But this is not like the cheery, you know, lovey-dovey, eating-your-cookies Santa Claus. I mean, this dude's not afraid to step up and speak his mind. Like, he's witty, he's he's fast on his feet, as in thinking of replies and, and attacking you, and he's not afraid of hitting someone in the fucking head with a cane. This is a Santa <laughs> who steps to it, and it, I love that because there's no other Santa out there. They're always sort of lovey and, and kind, and here's your candy cane and good little girls and boys. But no, this guy's like, he, he just walks up to the fucking stand on the, on, the, <laughs> um, on the parade at the very beginning. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're doing that all wrong. Let me show you how to track this whip. And he's like, you're drunk. What is wrong with you? you can't, this is an outrage. Where's the, where's the manager of this? And he just corrects people when they're wrong. He doesn't worry about what's polite in these certain, certain circumstances. He just wants to get the truth out there as he sees it i love that approach to a santa claus and it really makes me think of, of, of and I, I identify with that in that you know santa is this misunderstood abstract creature um, and i like to think through my life experience satanists are completely misunderstood misunderstood mm-hmm. abstract creatures too Rather than seeing the world the way that everyone else tells us it should be, that is not the way it is. We define ourselves, and, and we own who and what we are, and, and we don't make compromises if it's not worth making compromises to us. And though, you know, at, at times we may have struggles, as, as he does in this show, we still work through it and keep a, a firm concept around what and who we are. I really dug that, and I'm, I'm really reading into this, but this is kind of what I do
4: for movies. Well, that's great. Um, I've never considered Miracle on 34th Street that in-depth. I actually don't I, know if, I, if I've ever seen the whole thing all the way through.
0: I'm probably ruining it for you.
4: <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I mean, I get, I've always known the story. as one of those things.
0: Just so the story is really based around this idea of you are who society says you are. And you are defined the way that the world sees you. And so the struggle in the movie is that he can't be Santa Claus. Because we don't, as a society, believe really in a Santa Claus. And so it's impossible. But then this underlying statement going through, which is vindicated at the end, is that he, he is Santa Claus because that's the way he lives his life. Oh, Whether see you see it. Santa Claus as this mythical creature from a world away doesn't matter but he he defines himself as Santa Claus and so he is he he embodies what is Santa Claus and so I'm so on board with
4: this movie now (laughs) I am that's how I
0: see it with Satanism is that People tell us, you cannot be this way. You're supposed to fall in line with the rest of the sheep. You're supposed to fall in line with the rest of the flock. And and we stand up and say, no, you, you can't define who and what I am. I am absolutely different. And in the movie, they actually fucking commit him for being different. But sure. all of society is is on every level of society is telling us that we cannot be individuals. We have to be heard like. That is what human beings are. And we are literally the aliens from the North Pole saying, no. We are fucking original, and we are different, for good or bad, but we don't apologize for it, and I, I'm not going to fucking conform to who and what you are, because that's a lie. That's not who I am. I really love that about this show.
4: That is something else. I've never considered it that way. <laughs> I'm impressed, Adam.
0: You're probably not going to be able to see it once you see it. Oh, uh, I it, have like, no He lied whatsoever. the whole fucking time.
4: I actually never want to see that movie, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I like it because, you know, know, Santa Claus is sort of this alien figure. He's not of us. He's not quite human because he sort of lives outside of our reality. And he he doesn't care about parents. He cares about the kids. (laughs) And not in a weird, creepy, pedophile way. But because kids are, and this is where it really ties in with the satanic idea of children to me, is that kids are potential. Kids are are the possibility of of being better than their parents, whether they are or not, is wholly different. I believe
4: um, the children are our future. <laughs> if you ask me. That's my personal... Teach them
5: well! Let them bleed away.
0: But, you know, that's sort of how we see it, is that we don't... We give children opportunities and and uh, maybe even at times the benefit of the doubt. Ugh. Parents... Adults, hey, they had their chance. They fucked up. <laughs> they, don't, they don't matter. And Santa doesn't even care about the parents. He's all about giving the kids magic in their lives. And I dig that because that's what I do for my kids. I give them magic. And every chance, I, I have the opportunity to anyway. And then, obviously, there's just the style of the movie. Now, this was set in 47, and so it's steeped in the 1940s, uh, wonderful just just way of existence at the time, where men dressed like men and you had suit coats and you had uh, ties and uh, women yeah. dressed like women and they had their hair up and they were, they were all done up and fucking high heels and dresses and I everyone was, even if they were ugly, they were beautiful because they were smartly <laughs> dressed and they had this sense of generic respect that, yeah. that is sort of personified through manners, which I'm not sure exists like it did nowadays.
5: I should say
4: not.
0: So, anyway, that, that was my movie, and that's, that's why I saw, love that movie.
4: Very nice. <laughs> I like that. I'm sold. I am the biggest fan of that movie I've never seen all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, um, well,
0: tonight, you should wait, try to watch that, and I'll try to watch yours.
4: I ha- oh, yeah, I'm really not interested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, well, that is, that's going to conclude it for this Creature Feature, this very special holiday edition of Creature Feature. Aaron, thank you so much for joining me. I know it's hard to get time on the holidays, but... I really appreciate you spending time.
4: It was my pleasure.
0: Awesome. Well, um, until next time, until next month with another Down to the Crossroads, hail Satan.
4: Hail Santa! Poor Santa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I'm the Scrooge hello this is warlock storm artist and co-owner of art on you studios no matter how you celebrate this time of year do it responsibly and may it be filled with creativity prosperity great indulgences and may it be very ghoul happy hexmas
1: and there you have it time you will never get back stolen from your brain holes lost to eternity as Satan reclines in his unholy throne in the deepest circle of hell, so, too, you may now descend into your bed and drift off into oblivion. But before you do, heed my warning. If this is the last sound you hear before your wintry slumber... Expect nightmares to seal your soul with images of nude, 9 cents hosts dancing. No. Oh, no, I. Oh God, this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. This is awful. <laughs> and
0: that's going to do it for the Nine Cents Horrific Holiday Special. Thank you for tuning in. I would like to give special thanks to Reverend Kevin I Slaughter of UnderworldAmusements.com, Josh Latta of Ladaland.com. Michael Anthony Mitchell of Punhell.com, Jeremiah Crow of JeremiahCrow.com, Jips Gyps Fulvis of One Hell of a Christmas.bandcamp.com, Slesk of Sermo3.slesknet.org, and of course the amazing contributors to Nine Cents, Aaron Cassaval of Down to the Crossroads, Darren Deaside of Agent Provocateur, Jesse of I Dream of Jesse, and Aden Arden of Militant Eroticism. And I would like to thank you the listeners of nine cents without your constant support and communication nine cents would never have been so successful this year it means a lot to me together we have just finished another productive year defining the greater satanic conversation i would also like to give a closing shout out to the hierarchy of the church of satan and magus gilmore and magister and specifically for doing such a wonderful job representing our organization and never wavering in the face of its many detractors Check out ChurchofSatan.com and support the organization that stands up as the sole defender of Satanism in the world. Remember to tune in every week to 9CentsPodcast.com for a new episode of 9 Cents, and once again, I am your host, Rev. Adam P. Campbell, wishing a wonderful and responsible holiday, however you celebrate it, and a happy and productive New Year. And to close out the show, we're going to be listening to a little One Hell of a Christmas with Ol' Lane Sound. Hail Satan!